Good day and welcome to Practice Blueprint, the podcast. Each episode of Practice Blueprint captures our success and shares it with other practitioners. Our success is based on already making big mistakes so you don't have to. See, over the years, we have been fortunate to capture a proven, sustainable, and successful program which will eliminate fear, frustration, and stress while it advances your competency and your confidence so that you can develop a sustainable, profitable, natural health business. This system is built by practitioners for practitioners. It is not theory. It has been proven with over 30,000 clinical hours of hands-on experience to support it. In each episode, we will address real clinical challenges with proven, accessible solutions any practitioner can benefit from. This, in turn, will position you to develop that natural health business you've always dreamed of. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint. Welcome, everybody, to this uh, month's special protocol Q&A. Yes. This is one of my favorites. This is where practitioners can submit questions or challenging cases, and we kind of review um, over and get, you know, Dan, as a traditional naturopath, get his perspective. Um, and we have over 20, you know, 22 years experience now mm-hmm. in our clinic. So um, just kind of sharing things from our perspective, from a clinical perspective, um, you know, what products we would necessarily recommend, um, things like that we like to cover. So we have a lot of questions today to go over. Um, we don't have any challenging case studies, but that's all right, because we have some really good stuff we're going to dive into. And um, we welcome you if you want to submit challenging cases or questions for our next one. We do this every month. Yep. All right. Well, let's dive in. Let's start at the beginning and work our way through it. Okay. Uh, Question number one. What can cause muscle cramps? And why do you ask in exam rooms? Like, I noticed you'll ask people, Mm -hmm. like, are you getting any, like, Charlie horses or muscle cramps? Mm-hmm. So can we talk about that for a minute? Why do you ask that? What is, what is it typically connected to? You know, when we, uh, we do our evaluations, we're looking for any indications whatsoever that the body can't perform by design. So intermittent cramping that can't be associated to like an injury, trauma, working out too much, uh, whatever. We start looking for hydration. We start looking for mineral, uh, vitamin and mineral absorption factors into the tissue. We think of cardiovascular. This could be a circulatory problem. So we really just ask these questions to help point us in all these different directions that we can check. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's calcium and magnesium. You know, load up on magnesium, you'll be fine. May not be that at all. You might give someone really loose bowels and still have muscle cramps. So now they got two problems instead of one. So we look for the, you know, I ask those questions, but then I, it, it prompts me to look in several directions. Uh, I know that it's one of the pearls, clinical pearls, in the Practice Blueprint manual. And uh, Section 4 PME. Section 4 Practice There's some uh, additional mastery. notes there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I've just learned over the years just, you know, to be very inquisitive, ask mm-hmm. questions. I've, I've even... Just since our last um, mentorship to now, when we have Cassidy in next week, I've added some more questions to the the evaluation flow about asking people about their teeth. Almost every visit, is there any area of the teeth that are bothering you? Mm-hmm. Things of that nature. Um, that points me in the direction where to look because of the nerve corresponding relationship to specific organs and specific teeth, mm-hmm. um, and that's also in our dental chart. So these kind of questions point me in the direction where allows me to kind of determine some deeper stressors. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. Awesome. 
Um, and Skin, Hair, Nails is our buy four, get one free next week. So, by mm-hmm. the way, just throwing that out there for wholesalers. And we'll have a nice um, video for that as well. Yeah. Next, qu- next question. Should all practitioners be asking about poop habits? Now, the reason I added this to the list is because um, I speak with a lot of and I'm, I'm going to use massage therapists as an example because this is where it comes up the most often, mm-hmm. but it's really applicable to all offices. But um, for massage therapists in specific, is they're kind of transitioning or a lot of them are trying to transition from massage therapy into natural health or maybe trying to bring the two together with their massage clients. Yep. And so a lot of them I have found are not asking about um, about elimination and whether or not that's happening on a daily basis. Um, so I kind of know the answer to this, but I want to ask you, cause I want to get your intake of, should they be asking that question? And, um, maybe do you have any tips for how to trans to, for them to kind of transition so that it's maybe not awkward or uncomfortable for them? Yeah, there's, you know, especially working with massage therapists or acupuncturists or somebody that wants to add nutritional therapy mm-hmm. to their modality, um, there is a transition. And you mm-hmm. can inform people, like the, the people that have existing clients. What we did years ago is we would tell them, listen, I just took on some additional advanced training. Mm-hmm. I would love to share that with you in a separate visit, complimentary to get started. Mm-hmm. Here's what it's all about. And then and you go into it from there. And then it's focused on nutritional therapy. It's a way to enhance my services to you. And we become more of a become more of a wellness center, right, in the minds right. of the clients, like what April's doing. So, um, so that's one of the things that we look at. The other Keep is it, so sorry, real quick. No, it's fine. Dive in just a tad deeper, but making the importance of keeping those appointments separate and yes. not trying to have them together. Um, first and foremost, because you don't get compensated properly, and then secondly, um, they're going to be less likely to take you seriously as in you know as coaching on nutrition or right. natural health or naturopathy um, if it's during their massage appointment because they're coming in with the mentality that you're a massage therapist and you have to position yourself as a professional in that other arena as yep. well. Yep. Okay. So the question, what makes the question so viable is that these are all questions that you as a practitioner need to be able to answer for yourself in the affirmative. Mm-hmm. So you're only asking questions of your clients uh, and looking for feedback regarding the body's ability to perform mm-hmm. based on the things that you yourself should be experiencing. For example, two to three bowel movements a day is healthy for everybody, mm-hmm. not just your clients. And the massage therapist is having a bowel movement once every two or three days. Right. So, so asking these questions is a way to keep the practitioner a little bit in check also as to how well is my body performing? Mm-hmm. So it is a very appropriate question. Um, it is something that we all do. It's elimination is not, you know, it's, again, it's not something that's talked about quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, unless you come to our office. Um, but it is an indicator of how well the body is detoxifying uh, from a digestive standpoint. Could be from cardiovascular. Some of the worst constipation cases I've ever had to handle were cardiovascular related. And you get them on the right cardiovascular support and their bowel movements are straightened out. So it's not just using ICF-1 or not just using... Uh, digestive enzymes, not just looking at the liver or the or the pancreas or the diet with food logs, which by the way are really important for everybody. Um, it's being able to ask those questions and then have a checklist of things mm-hmm. to focus on mm-hmm. for the client, mm-hmm. and then by evaluation identify 
where they may either have blind spots or have been neglecting themselves and help get them on the right path to correcting all that. So yeah, it's a very valuable question. I don't care. I mean, if you're an acupuncturist, that's a valid question. If you're a chiropractor, that's a valid question. A naturopath for sure, mm -hmm. or an herbalist or a massage therapist wanting to use, um, wanting to use herbals from country doctor in your practice. So and transition those in. So there, it's extremely important to re realize that these questions are applicable to everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why we ask them. They are universal. They're evergreen. Um, and we need to be able to answer, uh, answer. We ask every single visit. Yep, every, every visit. single person, every single visit. Yep. Um, okay, next question. Um, this was um, not an active client, but someone they knew who was having uh, gallbladder pain. And they were like, oh, maybe I should put them on a liver cleanse because obviously they're, you know, that we have the liver slash gallbladder cleanse that you do, you know, together. And so they, and which makes complete sense, right? They're having gallbladder pain. They could obviously benefit from some cleansing in that area. Um, but should someone who's not already on a program and we don't have a case history, we don't know what their pooping habits are, should they hop on a liver gallbladder cleanse if they're having gallbladder pains? You know, it's, it's a really important question to have and answer this one consistently. Based on what you just shared with me, I would not step out first thing with a gallbladder, liver gallbladder flush. Um, a castor oil pack, we have a recipe for a castor oil pack, which can be very, very beneficial for decongesting as a natural topical application. Mm -hmm. They don't have to drink the castor oil because sometimes people hear that and they think I'm going to have them drinking castor oil. That's mm -hmm. not true. Um, but it and is then a, held up in the bathroom. Yes, yeah. it's a topical. Know, topical yeah. It's a topical application that they can use. Uh, they can use it more than once. Um, takes about an hour to perform, and it can be very alleviating to that gallbladder region, liver gallbladder region, of for pain and, and congestion. Now, it's important that if that does help and it improves then they're probably a candidate for doing going on to the liver gallbladder flush, mm -hmm. whether it be just the morning drink or the tinctures, capsules, and morning drink. Mm -hmm. If they do that and they do it properly and they get no relief, then there could be a stone that's either large in size or uh, very hard, like jagged, almost like glass. Mm -hmm. And you really want to be careful trying to move that out uh, with, a with a flush, especially if you haven't done a case history on them and all the other proper mm -hmm. intake approaches. Uh, to determine if that's the best approach for them, which, is, which would be to do a flush. So, And we do have an upcoming group liver gallbladder cleanse. So I think it's important to just note anybody that is planning on doing that cleanse, whether it's practitioner or a client, um, we would ideally like you to be doing the intestinal cleanse first. Yep. Let's make sure we get those bowels cleansed and yep. eliminating effectively on a daily basis. Um, if we have, we have certain circumstances with clients where we will send them straight to a liver cleanse before the intestinal cleanse. It's not to say that it can't be done, but staying in close communication with them and communicating the importance of that daily elimination, because what we don't want is to eliminate toxins from the liver and have them just move around the body. Yep. Then the person feels worse and thinks, well, that product didn't do anything for me when in yep. actuality, their body just was unable to eliminate the toxicity. That's right. That's absolutely right. Um, and I will just add to that, castor oil packs are my ultimate favorite. Um, definitely helped me with a lot of gut health issues. Um, on, you can do them on, I think, almost any area of the body, really, yep. like kidneys. Chest, um, and kidneys. the back, yeah. the legs, any, any large muscle groups, any of the specific organs, mm -hmm. uh, pancreas. 
Uh, people can get pancreatitis. You can get a lot of relief there. Uh, liver inflammation. Uh, anywhere in the bowel, the ileocecal valve, the lower area of the right They're side. They're antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial. Yep. And they penetrate in like... Um, Six, eight inches. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. From so. a topical... Um, so if you want those directions, let us know um, what product do you recommend. So it's castor oil that you can pick up at the um, at a health food health store. Health food store, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, awesome. A uh, 50-year-old male with blood clots and no underlying medical conditions, not on any medications. That's good. And the blood clots are a source of an old injury. Yeah. You know, it depend- we had a gentleman, uh, a friend of mine, um, who was in a car wreck. He got hit in the driver's side door really hard, and it really blew, black and blew his leg badly, okay, all the way down through. Okay. And like a year and a half, or I want to say a year and a half, maybe two years later, he was suffering from a stroke because of the the debris that released in there, and they didn't they didn't take care of it properly. Mm-hmm. So, anytime you have someone like this who's had uh, blood clotting, again, castor oil packs, I love them. Topicals, anything that will help break that up or emulsify it down, um, I love superfood. In fact, I forgot to mention earlier, or maybe I did superfood on the muscle cramp Charlie horse thing, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, superfood, the, the the dark green cruciferous greens have a wonderful effect on helping to uh, helping the body clear those things, that kind of debris and buildup out naturally in a non-invasive way, meaning you don't break off big chunks of it mm. and have to worry about it producing a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it will actually help uh, emulsify or break those things down very, very slowly and help the lymphatic system move them out, urinary tract, the bowel, things of that nature. So... Um, those are some of the things that I look for. I look for ways to improve circulation. So cayenne internally and topically, by the way. There's a there's mm. a cayenne ointment from Dr. John Christopher that we've used clinically for 20 years. So you'll get areas where they need more circulation. Um, and you can actually apply it directly on that uh, topically to that area. Massage is really good. It'll penetrate in and start bringing better blood flow circulation to that tissue. And anytime you do that, you improve the body's ability to heal, to remove uh, toxins, debris, congestion, things that don't belong, mm-hmm. and move that out of there. And the other would be uh, probably bone, flesh, and cartilage. I think BF and C is a wonderful healer. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's trauma, whether the trauma is old or new, uh, BF and C, three to six months worth, can be a wonderful healer along with heart or cayenne, again, for the for the circulatory uh, support and the capabilities that it restores to the body. It's not doing something to the body. It's just positioning the body to perform better when it's had trauma in certain areas. So, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And then um, we really, we talked this morning um, on our 10 o'clock Facebook live. So if you missed that, you can catch the replay. But yep. one of the things we kind of touched on was skin and how, you know, things going on internally yeah. in the body affect yeah. our skin. And you had mentioned that you would go into kind of the different areas of the bowel and how they affect skin. So the benefit, obviously you can listen to these replays, but sure. the benefit of being live with us is yep. you get to see the props. Um, yeah. I'm gonna bring this up here yeah, a little closer. Yeah, yeah. So people can kind it. of, we're gonna bring it about right, I think we can get by with it right there. What do you think? Mm-hmm. It may not be very visual as far as clear in your screen, but no, I want you, there we go. But I want you to, uh, just note, and I know people are going to ask, so this comes from... Norwalk Press. Yep. And it's the colon therapy chart. Yep. And it's from N.W. Walker. This particular chart 
Um, this one is dated 1978, okay? And, and what this is, is it gives you a listing of 71 different locations throughout the bowel and the different pressure points throughout the bowel that are reflexive, kind of like acupuncture, neurological meridians, energy meridians. When you get pressure or buildup in certain areas, they can actually manifest in different physical and skin irritations to that area of the bowel. So for those of you that, that tuned in this morning, you heard us talk about uh, that certain areas of the skin, what, you know, we have that type of lesion on the inside, usually somewhere in the bowel area. And the reason that N.W. Walker was so great at tracking these and putting them into um, this graph, this therapy chart, was because he was able to correlate different areas of the skin to different areas of the bowel. Um, the bowel has about 26, uh, 26, excuse me, it has a, the area the size of a tennis court, 26 foot of piping with the surface area the size of a tennis court that has all this neurological, nerve ending, nerve pathways through it that correspond to all the other organs and systems in the body. So for example, if you were to get in the splenic flexure, some buildup or some problems, you might see it manifest. I don't know if you can see this on there very well, but it's pancreas or stomach, right? These areas can show up down a little bit into the descending side of the bowel. You can get into adrenal glands, kidneys, and then specific nutrient deficiencies are also logged with all 71 numbers along this chart. So it's extremely extensive. Um, we've used it clinically. This has been in exam room two for 20 years, or if not longer. So knowing that this kind of chart exists, similar to the tooth chart. If you want the tooth chart, you should get a hold of this for the tooth chart. Each tooth corresponds to organs and systems and tissues of the body. You can have, you can have, um, we had some comments. Yeah, sorry, great. I was just oh, great. Thank yourself. you. I can hear you when you speak. Where to get this? Is if we are talking about the chart? Yeah, the chart. Then you want to look up Norwalk Press. Yep. Google Norwalk Press. See yep. if they still have it available. N O R W A L K Press. Um, and or just type in colon therapy chart. You might find some colon hydrotherapists uh, are familiar with this type of chart. That's very common with colon hydrotherapy. So if you have somebody like that in your community that can help you with getting charts and things of that nature, obviously they're much more updated than mine. This was a 1978 version. They all come with color and, and a lot more, uh, maybe even a lot more detail. But this is, this is one of those charts that we must be very aware of as practitioners. And when we see things come out in the skin, we can kind of get an idea through cleansing what areas uh, might be uh, challenged in the in the bowel, large and small intestine. So, so All there's right. the chart. Everybody should be doing that intestinal cleanse. All right, last question: Can clients with Crohn's or colitis do the intestinal cleanse? Yes, I have had some of my best wow cases have been with clients who have come here with either the Crohn's or the, the, the inflammation, the pain, a lot of discomfort when you palpate along through there, it's just everywhere is, is inflamed. More often than not, I find two things, food sensitivities and an immune challenge underlying the, the problem mm -hmm. uh, that's been going on long term. Uh, they gotta do a minimum on the foods uh, that are, they're not tolerant to. They gotta do a minimum of 90 days uh, avoidance of those foods, the right enzymes, the right anti-inflammatories, the right immune system support. And yes, they can do ICF-1 and ICF-2. Now, 
with a case where they're having multiple bowel movements. Like I had one gentleman that had between 20 and 25 bowel movements a day, um, extremely spastic colon. He had to have oh, Nervine. Yeah. He had to have Nervine. It was, it was hardly, you could hardly get him in the door fast enough to do an, an exam because he had to go to the bathroom. He could have just went, drove here five oh, minutes later, he had man. to go again. So it was really, really, really tragic. Um, the good news is exceptional results with that case and many just like it. In terms of identifying the food, the immune challenge, or the toxicity that can't escape the bowel, pancreas, liver, and uh, lungs, and then the right nutritional support with the right, and, and when you have someone that's having 25 bowel movements a day, 20 to 25, you don't put them on ICF-1. No. You put them immediately on ICF-2 mm -hmm. to help calm that down with a lot of Nervine, a lot of HP Relief Plus. The HP Relief Plus for the, anti, you know, the inflammatory part, mm -hmm. maybe mix that in a couple of ounces of aloe vera juice three to four times a day. Mm -hmm. uh, Nervine Relief Plus aloe vera juice, swish really good, swallow, get it in the system. Again, a couple ounces, two, three times a day of the aloe vera juice. And you, within three to five days, you can see a 50 to 75% improvement as far as how the bowel is performing. In other words, less bowel movements. Now they're down to five to six a day instead mm -hmm. of 20 to 25, okay? And that's, I'm just reciting to the case with this gentleman. He had a parasite, a weakness in the immune system for parasite activity, along with some viral, um, tons of inflammation, food sensitivities. I mean, he literally had everything you can think of. Wow. Um, the diverticulitis case, the colitis case, um, you know, um, those types of cases, you know, pockets, polyps, things of that nature. Um, those are people that you want to start on ICF-1 first and then factor them into doing ICF-2. And they may have to do ICF-2. They may have to do minimum of three rounds. If you're using nutritional kinesiology, you can get a really good idea of how many of those they should do once they've done one or two, and you can you can muscle test that mm -hmm. and find out if they need to continue on with it. But uh, yes, it's safe. Yes, Crohn's and or colitis clients can use those products effectively and very efficiently with great results, but you just have to watch the approach. Obviously, to repeat, you know, folks that are having multiple bowel movements a day, you start with ICF-2 and then mm -hmm. gauge it from there and all these other stressors, but mm -hmm. yes, they can successfully use it and get good results. Awesome. So, Well, that is all the questions we have. So thank you so much for- My pleasure. You for folks going be blessed. A deeper on those for us. And um, thanks so much for tuning in. We do this every month. So like I said, if you have questions or case studies you wanna submit um, to have us cover in our next segment, please feel free to send those to me. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to the Practice Blueprint podcast. Yeah, take care and be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint, the podcast. In order to get connected with us by way of Facebook or online or with our LinkedIn accounts, check us out at our website, countrydoctorwholesale.com. It's countrydoctorwholesale.com. There you can get plugged into a number of resources, give us feedback ask questions, find out about future practitioner events, and be plugged into the Practice Blueprint Manual, which does provide over 20 hours of continuing education credits for practitioners that need it. It is a accredited nationally program with the ANMCB and the AANWP. So again, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to catching you next time on Practice Blueprint, the podcast. <laughs>